Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Uh, in the sunny state of New York, I'm right next to the airport. So if you hear a couple of planes overhead, it means I got a hotel too close to the airport. We are um, toward the bottom of Daf Bays on the Bays. We're three lines from the bottom. Um, a whole host of agaratas tonight. Um, and a couple of halachic gemaras as well. Let's jump right in. Says the gemara three lines from the bottom, quoting the name of an amora that we had quoted previously, because otherwise, um, as we will see, this really has nothing to do with anything that we've been discussing in regards to Megillah. And the gemara says on Beis and Beis, three lines from the bottom, the letters of Menatzbach, the Mem, the Nun, the Tzadi, the Pei, and the Chaf, each of which are found both in the middle of the letter and uniquely with their own letter at the end of a word as well, that is from the Tzofim Amrum, that is from the Nevi'im. A Tzof is a seer, someone who's able to see, to see, and Tzofim Amrum, they're the ones who said, it says the Gemara, that's not logical. You can't assume that the letters that are in Chumash that were literally written in the Torah were said by Nebim. It doesn't make sense. It says, The Pasuk reads, A Navi is not allowed to do anything new. You can't. He, he can be a... He can be a go-between, he can, you know, be a megaphone, but he can't say anything new. He has to do what he's told. So he can't say that the Mem and the Nur and the Tzari and the Pei and the Chav Sofis, Menasbach, that they have both beginning and end letters. It's not possible. But and furthermore, forget about the laws of what a Navi can and cannot do. We have a problem in the Tzias, as we say. That... We know that the letters were standing miraculously. Of course, we know that the Mem and the Samech are letters that are perfectly circular. So if you want to make a letter circular and it went all the way through the Luchos and it was Benes Omden, that means that in effect, that in order to make a Mem, there was a cylinder of rock that was just simply floating in space in its own uh, space within the Luchos. But what does that show you? That the Mem was Mem Sophis already existed before the Nevi'im, even if there's a halachic issue. So, so we have two problems going on here. To answer this question, the Gemara says on the top of Gimel Amad Aleph, in your right, Mehavahavu, yes, you're correct. We know that these letters existed, absolutely right. The problem is that we didn't know which letters were supposed to be in the middle and which letters were supposed to be in the M. And at the end, do we say that the nun that we know of that goes in the beginning of the words, let's say from the the name Nachman is the perfect example. The nun in the beginning is short. It looks like a bracket. The nun at the end is lengthy. So maybe we thought they would be in different locations. Came along the Chachamim, the Asutzofim, the Hiskinu, and they came along to teach us that Psuchim Be'emsa, the letters that have openings in them are in the beginning or middle of the word. And and the words that are completely enclosed, those are going to be at the end. Besof teva. Says the Gemara, sof sof, still, even if you want to give this answer, it still poses a problem because of the Pasuk of Eileh HaMitzvos. And we said, you're not allowed to say anything. So if that's true, so then, uh, 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 so if that's true, then still, you're not allowed to tell me where the letters go. So it says the Gemara, Ella, really what, what happened was, Shechachum v'chazru v'yastum. Everybody knew at one point how the Torah was supposed to be written. However, 
uh, everybody forgot. And the Chachamim came along and they reminded everyone, but they really did nothing new, nothing new at all. Another statement from Rav Yirmiya, the Targum that we know of, the Aramaic uh, explanation of Torah, Unklos Hager Amru, Unklos the Ger, famous story. We'll learn about this over the course of Shas. So Unklos was a Ger, and he said over the, the Targum of the Torah. However, he didn't do so completely on his own, says the Gemara, Mipi This was in the times of the uh, uh, of the Tanoim, and that's when he wrote this commentary. Targum Shalnuvim, the one who wrote the Targum Shalnuvim is Yonasan Ben Uziel, and Amru. He he taught this Mipi Umalachi. He as well did not stand on an island and do this. He did it under the watchful uh, eye of these great Nuvim. And when Yonasan Ben Uziel wrote his commentary, Eretz Yisrael shook 400 amos by, by 400 amos. Who is this person who taught all of my secrets to other people? So it says the Gemara, Omad Yonasan Ben Uziel al Raglo. Yonasan Ben Uziel stood up proudly. I'm the one who taught your secrets to the people. It is well known before you. I did not do this for my own kavod. And I also didn't do it for the sake of my family name. In his simple way, he was able to uh, weave the appropriate uh, language into the perush, into the commentary on the Nevi'im, and thereby preventing machlokes in Yisrael. He actually wanted to write another commentary of Targum Ben Uziel, Yonasan Ben Uziel, on Ksuvim, which we don't have, of course. Says the Gemara, You're not allowed to. It is enough what you've done that you wrote your commentary on Nevi'im. You're not allowed to write it on Ksuvim. That would be inappropriate. My time, huh? because says the Gemara for a, for a very specific purpose, because um, in, in Ksuvim, we will have the exact date of uh, Kate's Mashiach. So it's fine if Yonasan Ben Uziel is prophet enough or has enough Ruch HaKodesh to know for himself, but to teach it to the masses, that would be inappropriate. The Targum Shal Torah Unklos Hager Amru. How can you say that the Torah was written by Unklos Hager, that the commentary, I should say, on the Torah, excuse me, that the commentary on the Torah was written by Unklos Hager? What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Let's analyze each part of the Pasuk and we'll see our question arise. We thought that our commentary was written by the Targum, by, uh, by Unklus for the Torah, but what's the drush on the Pasuk? Just about halfway down on Gimel Mikra. That's the Pasukim themselves. Mifurash is a Targum. We already have already from the Pasukim itself. We know, we know that it was accompanied with a Targum. This is how to break down the Pasukim. Where does the Esnachta go? Where does the Sof Pasuk go? The Yavinu B'mikra. Uh, what does the Pasuk mean when it says Yavinu b'mikra? These are the Piskei Ta'amim, the cantillation marks, the trap as we lane. 
Some say that's actually how we read words when there's a creek sieve. Uh, sometimes we read it uh, with a vav, without a vav, whatever the creek sieve is. So we don't know what this part of the Pesach means. So therefore, this poses a question that what did uh, Unculus actually do? Because at the end of the day, the Pesach seems to imply that the Torah came along with its own commentary. So like we saw in the previous case of the letters, everyone forgot, and he came along, and uh, and Uncle Osager came along and rewrote the commentary so that everyone would know what was going on in the Torah. But the Gemara is bothered by something. Why is it, why is it that when it came to the commentary of Unklas on the Torah, the lo is the Isaiah, that the world did not tremble, but the Adinevie is the Isaiah, but on the commentary of the uh, Yonasan Benuzil, the Targum Yonasan Benuzil, the world did shudder. It did have some type of earthquake. So we just would have thought that the, the written Torah, the five books of Moses, that would be more transformative and more powerful than, than Nevi'im. We have a principle in Halacha called Dibre Torah and Dibre Kabbalah, Lo Yalfinon, that you can't even learn a Dindo Raisa from Nabi. There might be Ramazit, but you can't actually exegetically learn uh, Dindo Raisa from Nabi. So why don't we say... Why, didn't, why don't we say that just like the world trembled when uh, Yonasan ben Uziel wrote a commentary on Navi, the same should be true when Uncle Sager wrote one on the Torah. So it says the Gemara as follows, The Torah is much more clear and simple to understand. There are parts of the Navi that are clear, but but there are also places in Navi that are very confusing. And the Gemara gives a couple of examples of that which might have been confusing in Tanakh. We're five, six, seven lines before the wide lines on Gimel, with lines on Gimel Amad Aleph. Here's a pasuk that we wouldn't have understood. This day will have a tremendous eulogy in Yerushalayim, like when we had a hesped by Hadad Rimon, who was a terrible person. And without having a proper explanation of Yonas and Benuziel on this pasuk, we never would have known what would have happened because we didn't have a hesped for Hadad Rimon. Uh, so what's going on here? So says the Gemara, we are three, four lines before the wide lines. By That part of the Pasuk we understood, that there were a lot of Hespedim in Yerushalayim. But for what? What happened was not that we were being Masbid Hadad Rimon, we were being Masbid the people that Hadad Rimon killed. And we never would have had the ability to understand that Pasuk without having a Targum, and as well, the, uh, the Targum Yonasan adds, as well in Bikas Megiddo, Parachagira, he also had killed Yoshia Bar Imon. So that was one of the Psukim that we uh, needed Targum for. So again, the Gemara was bothered by the question, why is it that the world trembled when Yonasan ben Uziel revealed the Targum on Navi, but the world didn't tremble by the Torah where it had a commentary of Unklus Hager? And the Gemara says that the Torah is more clear and the Navi, the Navim are sometimes less clear. And here is yet another example, first of the middle with lines. Daniel, Daniel said, I saw the Vadi as Hamar E, he saw some type of vision. The men that were with me, Lo Ro they they didn't see the Mara, they didn't see the same uh 
prophetic vision that I saw. They were very frightened from even what they didn't see. We'll have to see what that means in the Gemara. And then they hid. So first of all, who was Daniel with when he said that he saw something and the others did not? So the Gemara says, Man ninu anoshim, these three Nevi'im, they were with Daniel in this particular story when, uh, when he had this uh, vision. So it says the Gemara, inhu, inhu is plural. They, Chagai, Zachary, and Malachi, Adifuminei, they're really better than Daniel in one way. The Ihu, but he, Daniel, is Adif Minai, who is better than them in some ways. How so? Fourth line of the middle with lines. Inhu, they, Chagai, Zachary, Malachi, Adifuminei, De Inhun, Vie, Vihu, Lo Navi. They were Naviim, and he wasn't a Navi. This is very interesting because we know that Daniel is a safer and in Nevi'im. So it's a little bit strange to say that Chagai, Zachary, and Malachi were in Nevi'im and Daniel was not. So some of the Mephorshim explain that it doesn't mean that he wasn't a Navi. It means that he wasn't a Navi who was tasked with giving a very specific message to the Jewish people. By and large, when there was a Navi in Klal Yisrael, they were, they were the go-between. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu would tell them something bechalom. By Moshe, it was not bechalom, it was pe'el peh. But by all of the other Nevi'im, it was, uh, it was uh, bechalom. They'd wake up and they'd say, I'm a Navi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me a message and I'm the messenger. Here's a message. That didn't happen with Daniel. So that's why it says that he was not a Navi. It doesn't mean that he didn't have uh, prophetic capacity, because he did, but he didn't play the role of a Navi. But Ihu, first long line, Ihu, but he, Daniel Adif Minayu, he was better than Chagai, Zachariah, and Malachi in one way. He had reached a greater level. How so? To Ihu Chaza, because in this Pasuk, we see that he had a prophetic, prophetic vision. The Inhu, but they, Chagai, Zachariah, and Malachi, Lo Chazu, but they didn't see anything. So that is uh, the difference between them. So says the Gemara and asks, uh, it's like a klutzkash, it's the most obvious question in the Pasuk. If, if Chagai, Zachariah, and Malacha didn't see anything, why were they scared? That's what the Gemara says. If in fact Chagai, Zachariah, and Malachi were standing with Daniel, and Daniel saw something, but they didn't. So says the Gemara, my time why were they afraid? So the Gemara answers, um, because even though that they did not necessarily see what was going on, their mazel did see it. This phrase that their mazel did see it is a reference to a malachamamuna on a particular person. Uh, Rashi here speaks about this. Rashi, halfway down on the page, a little bit more than halfway down, sar shall kol adam lemala. It is a, an angel, uh, some type of angel uh, that every person has upstairs. And Omar Ravina, the Gemara says, uh, three-fourths of the way down, Omar Ravina, Shma Mino, Hai Man Dimivis. If there is a person who is particularly scared, even though he never saw anything that was alarming, we can assume that that the sar shall call Adam lemala that whoever his uh, his angel was, he saw something scary, and we were left with the feeling afterwards. Maitakante, what should a person do if in fact they're scared for a reason that they? at least in context, it seems to be asking, when one is scared, when one has some type of anxiety and they can't explain why it is that they have that feeling, there's nothing logical behind it, what should they do? So the Gemara says, 
So you should say Kriyashma over and over again. Just the Psukim in Chumash, no brachos, just say Kriyashma over and over again. Says the Gemara of Ikayim bimakom hatinofes. Let's say that you're standing in a place, uh, you're in a disgusting alley, you're on a farm and it smells terrible, and you can't say Shema there. Linshof miduchte arba garmidi. You should jump or skip from your place uh, four amos, four units, literally. Um, and then you can say it as long as you're four amos away. That's Allah says as well, that when we're in a place that we're not allowed to daven because of something that smells bad. Uh, so then we have to move four amos away. Masha'in Kane, if you're in a place where you can't make a bracha because of pritzus, that doesn't change anything. You're not allowed to make a bracha in front of pritzus. So the dalad amos doesn't help. But here we're saying you can't say the shema. So you're all, you're all stressed out. You have all this fear and you don't know why. So we're assuming it's because mazlaihu, because your mazl, your angel has fear. How do you fix it? You say shema. What if you're in a place where you can't say shema? Try to move dalad amos and say shema. Says the Gemara, and if not, then you have to say the following incantation. You should say, the uh, izim, the goats that are in the slaughterhouse are fatter than I am. I don't know what that means, but that's what the Gemara says. It's some kind of incantation, maybe to, uh, maybe to kind of indicate that you know uh, there's other opportunity, other people to put the curses on. Uh, not clear from the Gemara, and uh, uh, and Rashi does not talk about it. You can look in the Marsha in the back. I didn't have time. I don't have a Marsha in my Gemara. I'm using a little uh, little travel Gemara, so I didn't have my uh, regular Gemara with me. Says the Gemara, um, let us continue with some drushos. The Hashta to Amris yesterday, we saw a drusha on Daf Beis from the Pasuk of Medina um Medina ve'ir le'ir, the drusha. We made a drusha. Mishpacha um Mishpacha lemaya asa. What then do we need the Pasuk of uh, Mishpacha um Mishpacha? You've already given me ear and ear and Medina and Medina, and we already made whatever distinctions we were going to make from it. So then lemaya asa. What's the, what does the Pasuk of Mishpacha and Mishpacha come to teach us? Says the Gemara. Amar of Yossi bar Chanina. That if you have the families that are Kohanim and Levim, that they should stop their Avod on the Beis HaMikdash. It's a pecking order of we're prioritizing. What is more important than the other? So the Gemara says, black on white, that the Avod of the Beis HaMikdash is second to Mikra Megillah. We need to stop what we're doing in the Beis HaMikdash and go here in Megillah. The Amar of Yehuda Marav, because Rav Yehuda Marav says, or the early Amora, Kohanim Avodasam, Levim Duchanam Yisraelim, when the Kohanim, Levim, and Yisraelim are doing what they're supposed to be doing in the Beis HaMikdash, good for you. However, Kulan Mivatlan Avodasam, Uvoyin Lishmo, and Mikra Megillah. However, Tachlis, when it comes to Purim, everyone needs to stop what they're doing in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Mikra Megillah. And Tanya Namihachi, this isn't just a theory. We also have a brisa that proves this point. What does the brisa say? Everybody needs to stop what they're doing and they need to read the Megillah. And Rebbe made a tzushtel. He said, that if it's true that we have to stop the Avodah and the Beis HaMikdash in order to hear the Megillah, then the Chorah should also be the case that we need to stop learning Torah. The Talmud Torah, lo kol shakein. Talmud Torah is seemingly in the eyes of Rebbe less than the Avodah and the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Gemara, the Gemara, ve'avodah chamura mitalmud Torah. Are you saying that the Avodah and the Beis HaMikdash, it holds a higher level than uh, Talmud Torah, such that we can make a Kalva Chomer from 
from one to the other. We have a Pasuk that doesn't seem to say like that. The Pasuk doesn't seem to say that the Avodah is greater than the Talmud Torah. The Pasuk, as we'll soon see, implies the opposite, that Talmud Torah is greater than the Avodah. Where do we see this? The Pasuk says in Sefer Yehoshua, He saw that there was a man standing opposite him, Vigomer, this was a Malach. Once he saw that it was a Malach, he bowed down. How was it that he was allowed to bow down? We're not yet sure who this person is. A person is not supposed to say shalom aleichem to someone at night until we know who they are. We're afraid that the person might be a shade, that they might be some kind of demon. And therefore, when we meet someone at night, we're not supposed to say shalom to them. So says the Gemara, that's not really what was going on here with Yoshua. Shiny Hasam, the case with Yoshua was different because this person, quote unquote, this person, this angel said the following thing to Amar Le, Kiani Sar Hashem. The angel said that he was a Sar Hashem. He, he, he invoked the name of Hashem to indicate who he was. Says the Gemara Vidilma Meshakre, maybe this uh, being in the middle of the night was lying and really. It wasn't a Malach Hashem Tzavakos. Says the Gemara, Gemiri, we have a tradition. That uh, we don't assume that people will be Mafki Shem Shemayim Levatala, that they'll just use Hashem's name just uh, completely Lashav. Just totally, you know, invoking Hashem's name with no purpose. So therefore, he had every reason to assume that because this being invoked Hashem's name, that it was not a person, and it was in fact a Malach Hashem Tzavakos. And once he sealed the deal on recognizing that it was a Malach Hashem Tzavakos, Amar Lo, what did he say to him? Emesh bitaltim tamid shel ben Yesterday, meaning before Shkia, this was nighttime, the Pasuk said. So earlier today, you skipped the Tamid Shel Bein Harbaim, and maybe right to do so, you're in the middle of a war. And now, you're not even learning. You're not even learning. You don't, you're not fighting the battle during the night. Everyone should be sitting in, uh, and pounding in the base matters. So says the Gemara, um, Omar Lo, last line of Gimel Amar Aleph, Al-Eze Mehen Bas, what, you, you raised two things here. You said the Korban Tamid was problematic, that we didn't bring it, and you also said that we're not learning. Which one are you here for? This runs on the assumption, this question runs on the assumption that a Malach always has one Tafkid when he comes to do something. So famously, that's why there are three Malachim by Avraham. Fine. So what was the reason why this Malach showed up? about this one I'm coming to talk to you, the one that applies right now, namely the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, you should be learning. So says the Gemara, Miyad, from that moment on, and immediately, it says that Yehoshua that night slept in the Amek. And Amar of Yochanan, that's not literally an Amek, a valley. That's not what the Pasuk means. The Pasuk is a, is a metaphor. Amar of Yochanan, Taf of Dat Gimel. He slept, as it were. He immersed himself in the Om Kashal Halacha. And now we see black on white. You tried to make a Kalvachomer on the previous Amur that, that uh, the Hakravas HaOmer was more severe than Talmud Torah. You tried to say that if it's true that by uh, the avoda that you're going to be you're going to be mavatal the avoda in order to read Megillah all the more so Talmud Torah. Yet here we see it's the exact opposite. The Talmud Torah is more important than the Hakrava. 
So says the Gemara, Lokasha, it depends what kind of Talmud Torah we're talking about. Ha de Rabim. One is referring to community-wide type of learning. And Vaha de Yachid, one is talking about smaller chaburas of learning. It doesn't mean one person. It just means, uh, like, let's say what we're doing is a smaller group, but what our, our chabura is not a community-wide of people. It's a show-wide of people. It's a, it's a, a smaller chavra. So says the Gemara, Udi Yachid Kal, that implies that within your distinctions of Talmud Torah, to say that there's a difference between Rabbi and Yachid, that the Yachid, the smaller groups, is more lenient, that's not necessarily true. We have a Mishnah that discusses the type of reactions that are appropriate on a moed when uh, women are um, showing signs of avelus. Nashim, b'moed, when there are women and there's a death that takes place on a moed, me'anos, they are allowed to wail. Avalomatapchos, there used to be some type of thing where they would like hit their arm and make a particular sound or hit their chest and make a sound. So it says they were not allowed to do that b'moed. Rabbi Shmuel Omer, he says, imhayu smuchos metapchos, that if they were close to the deathbed, they were allowed to do this type of, uh, this type of, of sound that they were making with their hands. On these holidays, uh, so then the, the Gemara says in the Brisa, it's actually a Mishnah, that me'anos umetapchos that on both of these sets of days, you were, you were allowed to be me'anos, you could do the wailing, and you could be metapchos, you can make the sounds with your hands. You could not do the kononos. What's the kononos? So we're familiar with the words of vaikonin from uh, vaikonin yermiyahu, from uh, uh, from everything that we would say on Tisha B'av. So here, the, the Mephorshim explained the Mekononos was some type of responsive uh, wailing where one woman would wail and others would respond in kind. And what we see here is that when we're, we're referencing a, a Talmud Chacham, he's being treated more than a Talmud, a Talmud of Yachid. He's being treated like a Tzibor. So it says the Gemara, Kava Torah Kamras. We're not talking about learning Torah. That, this is a Samari Makam about Kava Torah. Kava Torah di Yachid Chamor Talmud Torah di Yachid Kam. That's how the Gemara concludes that, yes, in fact, the Tamatar de Yachid is more kala and the Kavod. So then we have a pecking order that looks like this, seemingly the least severe is ta- uh, Torah of a Yachid. After that is the Kavod of a Tamar Chacham. After that is a, the Kavod, is the Torah of the Rabbim. And after that is the Avoda and the Besamekdash. So that's the pecking order. And we're about a quarter of the way down, and Rava is going to give us a couple of things that seem obvious to him. Omar Rava. Rava says, Pshitali, it's obvious to me, Avoda umikra Megillah, that if I have to put two things on the scale, the Avoda and the Beis HaMikdash and the reading of the Megillah, Mikra Megillah, Adif, Midrab Yosi, Reb Chanina, like we saw in the previous Amud, we'd read the Megillah against the Avoda. And Talmud Torah, Mikra Megillah, he said, Mikra Megillah, Adif, Midrasam, Chushal, Beis Rabbi, because he held like Beis Rabbi without even getting into the question that we saw on the top of the page, because Rabbi made the Kalva Chomer. Fine. Talmud Torah, now let's step away from Megillah because we're basically doing a whole set of equations. What's better, A or B? B. Uh, what's better, A or C? C. So then what about B and C? So then the Gemara says, Mikra, if you have Talmud Torah, uh, next one, Talmud Torah, a third of the way down, let's say that you have the mitzvah to do what we're doing right now, or you have a mitzvah of a mace mitzvah, what do you do? Mace mitzvah adif. It's better to take care, care of someone and bury someone who doesn't have anyone who would otherwise bury them. Midatanya, where do we have this from? That where one should stop learning Torah for the sake of burying. Uh, burying the dead and for the sake of Achnas Saskala.
Next, what about Avoda, the korban, the korbanos of the Beis Hamikdash, juxtaposed with Umes Mitzvah? Which one wins under those circumstances? Says the Gemara, Meis Mitzvah Adif. We learned that out from the pasuk Vela Achoso. The Tanya, the Brisa, writes in regards to a Nazir Vela Achoso. Matalmud Lomar. What do we learn from this word Vela Achoso and his sister? Hareshahaya Holech Lishchot as Pischa, a person's going to do the korban Pesach. And he's on his way to do a bris for his son. The Shama, and then he hears Shemes Lo Mace that there's a that there's a, unfortunately a mace that he is mutalafanov that he has to deal with. Says the Gemara, Yachal Yitma, maybe the Nazar should become Tame. Says the Gemara, Amris Lo Yitma, that's when the Pasuk says Lo Yitma. Yachal Kashem Shein Metame La Achoso, Kachen Metame La Mace Mitzvah. Says the Gemara, depends. If it's his sister, maybe we would say that's one thing, and maybe by a Mace Mitzvah the same would be true. Tamalomer Vela Achoso, only for his sister should he not become Tame, but for a Mace Mitzvah, he most definitely should. La Achoso, However, then the Gemara asks a question halfway down. We'll stop in uh, just a couple of lines. Says the Gemara, boy, Rabba, Mikra Megillah, So this is a question that Rava asked in Shir. Which one is uh, is preferred? You have Mikra Megillah and you have Mace Mitzvah. And he articulates the question out as follows. Mikra Megillah Adif Mishum Nisa. This is the first time we're seeing this in this Masechta, that the reason why we say Megillah on Purim is because of Pirsume Nisa. So do we say that reading the, the Megillah is better because of Pirsume Nisa? Odilma, or perhaps Mes Mitzvah Adif Mishum Kavad Abrios. Perhaps maybe we'd say that Mes Mitzvah is better because of Kavad Abrios. So answers the Gemara, Basar Debaya, after he asked the question, after Rava asked the question, he gave his own answer. Hadar Pashta, he explained himself. Mes Mitzvah Adif. The halacha is that if it's Megillah or Mes Mitzvah, you bury the Mes Mitzvah. De Amar Mar, Gadol Kavad Abrios. That when it comes to Kavad Abrios, that can override even Alosase Shabatora. Um, while this is true, we don't translate this line literally in Halacha. There are times that we say Kavad Abrios is Doche, uh, but we don't do so with Dine Deoraisa, only with things that are Dine Deorabara. Gufa, the Gemara, whenever we see Gufa quoting a line that was previously stated, two thirds, three fourths of the way down, eight lines before, in the, before the wide lines on Gimel Amid Beis. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Yosheb and Levi, Krach v'kol asamuchlo v'kol hanira imo nidon kikrach. If you have a city, anything that's near it, anything that is seen with it, is judged like the city. Tana, we have a brisa that says it has to be samuch afal pisha inira. It either has to be close, even if it's not visible to one another. Or near it has to be visible afal pi she'eno samuch, or it has to be close, even uh, visible, even though it is not close. So it says the Gemara. I don't understand the logistics of both of those options. And then uh, we'll stop after this little sugya. I can understand something that's visible but not close. Fine, things can be very far apart, but you can see them from one mountaintop to the next. If you have one that's close to the other, even though it's not visible, what is that case scenario? What are the logistics where it's so close, but you can't see it? So it says the Gemara, pretty obvious answer. Okay, your city sitting at the top, but falling straight down a cliff. There's a city at the bottom, but you can't see it. It's impossible to see it from where you live. And that would be the way we would have 
two cities close to one another that you would not be able to see them. We'll stop right here at the first of the long lines all the way down, uh, almost all the way down on Gimel Amit Beis. And tomorrow night, Emir Tashem in person with a blot and a half. Wishing you all a beautiful night.